Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pull up a chair and join me around the bar as we pour a dram and share in our love of all things whiskeys. Hi, I'm your host, Victor. You can call me Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the bar. Welcome back to Distilled. If you are able to, I will always invite you to pour a glass and have a drink with me. Uh, Today I am sipping on Yellowstone Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Comes in at a nice, easy 93 proof. Uh, What is that? 42.5% ABV. Um, It's a brand that's got quite a bit of history and seems to have been revived fairly recently. It's pretty good. Uh, On the nose, I get a lot of uh, leather, oak, and uh, lemon oil. And on the palate, the upfront rice spice just kind of punches you. Um, It's good. I like it. And uh, followed up by a nice little bit of cherry. And then a slight smokiness. Um, It's quite delightful. So, today, 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 um... Been lacking on recording episodes, I realize. But today I've got some, uh, we got three-ish things maybe I'd like to talk about. Uh, Just some whiskey news that's going on in the world of 2022. Um, Several, yeah, some some news. Um, And then, I don't know why these misconceptions still persist, but there are things that I've discussed with people one-on-one, I've discussed them in large group settings while giving tours, Um, I see them on social media, various social media platforms and different Facebook groups and on Instagram posts and whatnot, and so we're going to address those again, because I guess people just don't know. I don't know. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe talk about uh, some fun things that we've got planned uh, here. So, whiskey news. Um, Well, several states, including Delaware, uh, Maine, Virginia are looking at passing or have already passed bills that will legalize cocktails to go. They all have various end dates. So Virginia's, um, their bill extends cocktails to go until July 2024. Um, Maine, theirs is going until March 2025. Uh, I think Delaware just signed it into law to make them permanent. So, cocktails to go may be available via your next Uber Eats or DoorDash order. Who knows? Um, California is looking at selling direct-to-customer spirits, so distilleries can just do direct-to-customer sales online. 
I read a small little blurb that the state of Ohio is also looking into that via some newsletter. Um, not much information there. Their biggest concern, obviously, and the concern of every state is um, sale to minors. Obviously, we don't want to be selling spirits and alcohol to minors and leading into alcohol abuse uh, that way. So that's something that these distilleries are going to have to look for or look into. Um, and maybe the, um, the companies that provide those services, um, FedEx, UPS, the post office, I don't know who's going to be doing these, the shipping and handling for all these, but, um, they might also have to have some kind of liability and who knows if they'll want that. Uh, so it is definitely something worth looking into. Um, I think it will help distilleries. Um, will it help the market? Maybe. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how this can go. Um, it definitely seems like a fascinating idea. Already, you can order off of Drizzly. I know that uh, in some states. Ohio is not one of them. But um, there are, you know, Mash and Grape sites like that that provide this service. And it is pretty nice. Um, Sealbox is another one. Um, so, yeah. It'll, help. It, it'll definitely help smaller distilleries uh, who maybe don't have big distribution if they can get direct to customer shipping that can help their sales for sure so definitely something to keep an eye out on uh now for some misconceptions that continue to persist and there's a new one that seems to be coming around that people are really latching on to um barrel strength is not always the best strength to enjoy your whiskey. Now, what is barrel strength? Well, that is the proof and the ABV of the whiskey as it comes out of the barrel. When a distiller puts a whiskey into their barrel, a lot of them have a set entry proof. And after um, the aging process is finished, the proof is probably going to be different. It'll, It'll either be up or down. In my experience, I've found that the proof actually goes up. Um, and this is due to just lack of uh, just, just volume loss. Um, there is a little bit of, you know, the angels share. It's a little bit of that alcohol that does leave. But I think a lot of, there's a bit of, Maybe water loss too. Um, so barrel strength can range anywhere from 114 to, I guess, 141 proof. Um, as we saw with Jack Daniels, uh, single barrel select no hill. Um, that was pretty interesting to see how hot that came out. Um, but my issue with this is oftentimes at cask strength, 
four barrel strength. The aromas and the flavors are just too subtle. And with Scotch whiskey, especially single malt, there's a little bit of a tradition that you add a couple of drops of water to open it up, to open up the spirit, open up the nose, open up the palate. And the reason why they do that, there is actually good reason for it. When water mixes with the alcohol in the whiskey, it does open it up a little bit. The, the alcohol is able to bind with the water and you bring the proof down just a, a bit and it will completely change. Well, not completely, but it'll change the aroma and the flavors of the whiskey. Um, and you're able to pick up more of those flavors. And at cask strength, it's just too hot. Um, you're not, everything's going to be a little bit more muted. Um, but there are people that we've dealt with at the distillery I work at that have bought cask strength rye whiskey and we don't understand it. Um, because it's just too hot. You're burning your palate by the third sip and then you can't taste anything but ethanol. Um, I let a buddy try a cask strength rye and he said up front it was just all ethanol and he said he needed to add some water and I told him that is totally okay dude I fully agree with you it tastes pretty good but it is not the best way to enjoy it um, so yeah cask strength whiskey is not always the best way to enjoy whiskey and I know like the first rule of whiskey is you enjoy it the way you know you drink it the way you enjoy it but I'm here to urge you and just tell you, cask strength is not always the way to go. Um, you know, try different proofs. 86 is a really nice, really nice sipping proof. 90 is still pretty good. Nice full body. I like 100 to 101. Okay. Um, so I do like the higher proof stuff. But... Even I recognize sometimes this isn't the best way. And throw a couple drops in a whiskey and it'll totally open it up. And it's really amazing. Uh, second misconception that I heard fairly recently. If a country has the letter E in the name that dictates how they spell the word whiskey. W-H-I-S-K-E-Y or W-H-I-S-K-Y. No. Stop it. That's not a rule. Um, does Ireland spell whiskey with an E? Yes. Does Scotland spell whiskey with an E? No. Does the United States of America spell whiskey with an E? Yes and no. Uh, on the commercial side, on the customer facing side, yes, a lot of labels will say, will have an E in the word whiskey. Maker's Mark does not. And there's a couple of others that do not have the letter E in whiskey. And if you look at the laws, US law regarding whiskey, um, it's not spelled with an E. So legally and technically, the United States does not spell whiskey with an E. 
I think New Zealand does, and Finland might as well. Japan does not. So, like, I don't know. I think that's a stupid thing that's going around, and depending on the country you're in, it, yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. Stop it. Stop saying that a country, the way a country's name is spelled is how they spell, because I don't think that's got anything to do with it. That's not necessarily how linguistics work. Um, another th- uh, another one that I've I've had this conversation several times. Someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, they don't like whiskey, but they like Crown Royal." I'm like, "Well, what do you think Crown is? It's a whiskey." Um. They don't like whiskey, but they think, no, no, they, they'll say bourbon's not a whiskey, or they try to make a different, uh, yeah, they'll say bourbon's not a whiskey, scotch isn't a whiskey, and they'll point to Jack Daniels and Jameson as being, that's a whiskey, I'm like, you're an idiot, um, versus a bourbon or a scotch. It's the dumbest argument, but that is literally an argument someone told me once. And uh, all scotch is whiskey. All bourbon is whiskey. Fireball is not a whiskey. That was the other one. They say, I love whiskey. I drink fireball. That's not a whiskey. Um, or, I don't know, Screwball and Squirrel and those other flavored whiskeys. In the United States, we'll just tackle this one right off the bat. Flavored whiskeys like that, there's a couple of ways that a distiller can get around doing that. One, they can't actually make a whiskey and just title it whiskey, but they have to say what it's flavored with. So, peanut butter flavored whiskey. Or, in the case of Fireball, it's a cinnamon whiskey-flavored liqueur, I think is actually what's on the label. Um, So there's that. Um, All whiskey, every country that has a law identifying whiskey, they all say whiskey is a distilled spirit derived from cereal grains, fermented uh, with the use of yeast and stored in oak containers from their different countries branch off. Um, In the United States, to be considered bourbon, rye whiskey, wheat whiskey, or malt whiskey, the whiskey must be stored in a new charred oak container with a mash bill comprising of 51% minimum of the dominant grain distilled at no higher than 160 proof, barreled at no more than 125 proof, and bottled at not less than 80 proof, um, and contains the flavors and characteristics associated with cereal grains and with whiskey. Um, so 
in Ireland. Slightly different. Um, the oak containers do not have to be new charred oak. Oftentimes they're not. They're used bourbon barrels and sherry casks. Same in Scotland. Uh, but again, distilled at no more than like 160 degree, 160 proof. Uh, barreled at no more than 120 to 125 proof. Um, and Scotland even has some further stipulations regarding what a single malt whiskey is, saying that the barley and the malt must be grown and produced by the same distillery that produces that single malt whiskey. And I think Ireland has a fairly has a similar law uh, regarding Irish single malt whiskey, and it must be aged minimum two years um, for both countries, I believe. Um. So yes, Irish whiskey is whiskey, Scotch whiskey is whiskey, bourbon whiskey is whiskey. Different mash bills, different countries, stuff like that. Canadian whiskey is very interesting. They're fairly vague, um, and the Canadian law actually says Canadian whiskey or rye whiskey is a distilled spirit from fermented grain and or yeah from cereal grains made from cereal grains fermented through the sacralization and utilization of yeast um so even though there are no stipulations in how much rye must be in the mash bill in canada you can still call it rye whiskey um <laughs> even if you just throw a handful um so that's kind of fun cheers to our neighbors up north um a little bit of fun trivia there. Um, so yeah. Because of that, though, that leads to issues here in the U.S. Um, because we don't know how to label it. So, but yes, Crown is, in fact, a whiskey. It's Canadian whiskey. Um, other misconceptions? I think those are kind of the big ones that I've heard more recently starting to come up again. Oh, another one with bourbon. Here we go. Bourbon does not have to be made in Kentucky. It does not have to be made in Bourbon County, Kentucky. In fact, I think most of the distilleries in Kentucky are outside of Bourbon County. Um, to be labeled Kentucky bourbon, it has to be distilled and aged in Kentucky for at least one year. High West Bourbon comes out of Utah. Okay, there's an example right there. Bullet Bourbon, distilled and bottled by MGP of Indiana. Indiana, not Kentucky. Okay, bourbon does not have to be made in Kentucky. That's a myth that also needs to go away. Oh. And... To add fuel to the, is Jack Daniels bourbon? Yes, I say it is. Um, Jack Daniels is a type of bourbon that has been finished with the King, the Lincoln County process. So the same laws that apply to bourbon apply to Tennessee whiskey. But to be called Tennessee whiskey, you, the distiller must also apply the Lincoln County process, which is they filter it through sugar maple, charcoal, um, 
which to be honest is no different than a distiller just filtering their whiskey like some do. Okay. The thing with charcoal though is it's like a carbon filter. So it'll take out some of those harsher, more impure flavors and provide a smoother, uh, smoother drinking experience. It's not additive. If anything, it's subtractive. So yes, Tennessee whiskey is bourbon produced in Tennessee. Jack Daniels, technically bourbon. Tennessee whiskey as a marketing ploy. No other state really recognizes Tennessee's law about what defines Tennessee whiskey. Only within the state of Tennessee is that law actually recognized. So, there's that. Um, other things going on. As we are approaching Lent and Mardi Gras, my family will be hosting a... Uh, a Mardi Gras party, so that's going to be fun. Uh, I'm working on a recipe for a batched Vukare cocktail uh, with cognac, rye whiskey, sweet vermouth, Benedictine, and a dash of Peychaud's bitters. So it'll be really fun to make a big old batch of it. Um, show our friends how to throw in a couple of dashes with some ice and stir it up, and you've got your own cocktail. Uh, that'll be really fun to play with. Um, looking forward to that. Gonna be fun. And, um, yeah, that's kinda all I had today. These were the things that were kicking around in my brain for the last few weeks, uh, the last month or so. So, stay safe out there, everybody. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, please, please support us. Um, please help me out. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash distilled, become a regular subscriber and a patron there. Um, on the distilled website, distilled.me, that's D-I-S-T-I-L-L-D dot M-E. There is a donut a donate button hello donuts i wish there was a donut button um <laughs> no there's a there's a donate button and we also have the merchandise store pick up a pick up a t-shirt pick up a hat uh stuff like that a couple of options for shirts uh always like and subscribe give us a five star rating leave a comment how's the show going what do you like about it you know, stuff like that. I would appreciate feedback. And you can find us on Facebook. There's a page called Distilled Podcast. Um, and the Instagrams, Instagram.com slash distilled, D-I-S-T-I-L-L dot D. Thanks again, folks. Cheers. <laughs>